Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hi. Hello. And Andrea Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. Hello. Um, Today on the show, now that summer's officially here for us in New York because public schools end on Wednesday, which sounds insane to the rest of the country, I think. But, that have been out for weeks. Yeah. I mean, Wednesday the 26th is our last day, and there are people who have seriously been out for maybe four or five weeks. Um, but now, of course, comes the question where every parenting board starts to light up with, oh, no, what am I going to do with my kids? I didn't sign them up for camp, or camp is ridiculously expensive. How am I going to fill the next, you know, eight to 10 weeks, um, eight to 10 weeks for us. I'm sorry for those of you who it's like 16 weeks. Um, but we have a guest on today, Audrey McClelland, who is a longtime friend of the show and ours. And she has five kids, I think ranging in age from six to 14, but she doesn't send any of them to camp. So we thought we would have her on. She's a wonderful parenting, um, expert and blogger, and she also is a real-life mom juggling this problem. So we thought we'd have her on today with a bunch of ideas on how to fill your kids' summers um, without them, you know, making you crazy with all of you maintaining your sanity and all of you um, not killing each other. So <laughs> we will be right back with Audrey. So we are here now with Audrey McClellan, founder of Mom Generations. Hi, Audrey. Hi, ladies. I feel like you needed like a longer intro because you're not just founder of Mom Generations, but then you have five kids. Yes. And you have a, I would say, more than just founder of Mom Generations, you have, you are a very big influencer. You do video, you have a podcast, you work with Vera Sweeney, mm-hmm. you travel, like you have a lot going on. I don't want to just yes. diminish <laughs> your, your one thing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you're, so I want to say like, that's a big deal. You have five kids at home and you're running your business. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I always have said that it's kind of sad to me because I, I feel like, um, especially with the summer right now, you know, I, and listen, we've all known each other for years and years, but you know, one of the reasons why I started doing this so many years ago, almost 12 years ago was because I wanted to be home with my kids. How funny is that now? um, Not, not funny. Like I don't want to be with them, but some days, yes. But, um, you know, we all, you know, at least I started it because I was like, Oh, I'll be, this is great. I can work and craft a schedule around at that time, my four children and, um, and now five children. And truly, um, I have to say it's one of the most difficult, uh, juggling balancing acts truly that, um, and I know all moms say this, it's not just me, but it's, it's a beast. I mean, it is a beast. And the summer for me is a time that I don't look forward to, which is sad. I actually dread it. Oh, it's so sad. But I feel like a lot of parents feel that way because all of a sudden you have five pairs of eyes looking at you going, Mm -hmm. what are we doing today? Right. And let me just give you a taste of my yesterday, because this is, I think, what pushed me over the edge. You know, I have my children are five and then my that's my daughter. And then my sons are 11, 12, 13 and 14. So we are beyond the sit down and watch a movie for, on mm-hmm. the, you know, on the Disney Channel. Or let me pull up, you know, like yesterday, Victoria watched Toy Story one, two and three. <laughs> and I and it, and it was, you know, it, you couldn't hear a thing. 
Meanwhile, the four older boys, you know, can I go here? Can I go swimming? Can I bike? And you're trying to get work done and you're trying to do what you do. And you're trying to just be present and be mindful and be fun and be serious with work. And it's just the summer for me is just constant interruptions. And it's really tough because, you know, my, our business, the business that I do on, on the blog and influencer work, it is, I'm the breadwinner in my family. So I, I have always known the stakes are really high. I can't take the summer off. So for them, and I don't want to put that pressure on them, if that makes sense, you know, that's not their fault, Sure. but on the same, in the same hand, it's a, it's a big struggle in the summer trying to have everybody be happy, have everybody be doing things. Nobody can, I have once, I know we all have one, right? I have one child who no matter what I do, what I say, there's this pushback. And, uh, you know, even this morning, you know, I'm at our pool club for morning swimming and I told them I have to leave at a certain time. And there was already pushback. Can we just stay another hour? Please can we just stay another hour? And you just want to, you know, I just want to record him. So he hears it back <laughs> what he sounds like. <laughs> But, you know, but the summer is, the summer for me is, is just tough in the terms of trying to balance it all and, and still be um, very present. And I don't know how, I don't know the secret to how moms fully do that. I haven't figured it out yet. So what do you do? Like, what is your plan? I mean, you've had a lot of summers this now. Yeah. Um, and different ages, right? Because the thing yes. you're, like... I know for my cousin who lives in the suburbs, I feel like in the suburbs, this is particularly true. You have to take your kid places. And so like the summer, her daughter turned whatever the age was, 16, 15, till she could get her license. She was like, I don't care if she's the worst driver on the planet. She's getting her driver's <laughs> license <laughs> and we're going to get some car for her. And I need her like, to, I need another person with the car. Like, like I love it. Just, you know, um, but you're at that age still where like your oldest is 14. Like it's not happening yet. Yeah. No, it's not happening yet. No, for me, it's, um, you know, I, I finally this summer for my daughter, who's five, I think, you know, I really don't want her to not, I don't want her to just be in the car as mom does carpool for her older brothers all the time. So what I ended up doing in the summer, and it's something that I said, I always wanted to do, but I ended up finding a high school girl who, um, kind of has a schedule. She's a soccer player and she's very busy. But the, I remember she said to me with her mother, you know, I don't have a set schedule, Miss McClellan. So I, I know that I couldn't work every day from 10 to four with Victoria and babysitter. So what I ended up saying to her was, why don't you email me and let me know what your schedule is? Because I will work around what you can do. And it's just a young girl with a lot of energy and, you know, just really fun and bubbly and just will we'll, we'll run and play and swim. So I ended up being able to, because I, I don't need a full-time nanny. That's what I don't need because I just never know my schedule. But this I can do for my five-year-old. Um, for my four sons, we ended up joining a pool club uh, years ago. And what I love about the pool club is that, number one, there's no technology. So they can't be on their phones from the second they get here to the second they leave. There's just, it's just not that kind of pool club. And um, there's swimming and there's tennis and there's volleyball and there's basketball and there's arts and crafts. And I just continuously sign them up for everything. And I always say to them, even if you don't want to do it, you're going to do it. You're going to do swim team. You're going to do tennis lessons. Right. You're going to do basketball. And, you know, for me, it's just, in my mind, pockets of time. Um, and, I, and I'm almost like during the year, I time block my day. And in the summer, that's what I'm trying to do with the kids. I'm trying to just fill time blocks in. Because to your point, if my oldest son drove, 
then he could drive home with two or three of the brothers. He could, you know, he could leave early in the morning and drive them to swim team. I don't have that luxury yet. So it is, it is just me, myself and I getting everywhere to where they need to be. So, you know, unfortunately for them, there are times where like today, for instance, you know what guys, it's a, it is a beautiful day, but we got to cut it short and I have to go home and I have to work. And, um, that's, I guess the toughest part is explaining to them and hopefully having them understand that, listen, you just got to stay at home for a little bit. Like how many times am I going to say to you, play as many video games as you want and rot your brain (laughs) as much as you want. I don't care. You want to be on rainbow. You want to be fighting the world. It doesn't matter to me. You have like six hours of playtime. They never get that. So I'm like, enjoy this because I'm not going to be like this all the time. I am a big proponent of you do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And that's a tough thing for, you know, like, you know, I I was saying that to a mom recently and she was like, oh my God, well, it's not going to be a summer of video games for you, is it? And I'm like, you know what? If it has to be on certain days, then you know what? It has to be. They could be doing much worse things. Believe me. I can't believe she even said that. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. You know, you know how women are. Women love to judge sometimes each other. Yes, but I keep it in my head. (laughs) You do? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Amy, when do you keep it in your head? (laughs) I try to keep it in my head. So, you know, it, it really does become one of those things where, and that's when I, I kind of, you know, you kind of just shut down. You're like, you know what? Because I love what you said, Amy. You do what you have to do. Yeah. There's really nothing else, you know? And you know what, Audrey? I mean, I, I worked full time. I, I went to camp. I'm a product of sleepaway camp. My my mom was a single mother with three kids. We lived in the city. You know, there was no other way around it. She had to get rid of us for the summer. <laughs> um, you know, there was nothing else she could do. Um, And I enjoyed it. But when I was working full time and had a a camp age kid, I tried to send him to camp and he hated it. I mean, we got letters, you know, sorry about the wet stationery, their tears, (laughs) you know, uh, forget about it. So he was home. You know, I sent him to like a, a four day a week camp. And I think part of it is that what you say, mom has to work. I think it's such an important lesson, right? What do they think you do all year when they're at school? Right. You're working, you're doing things. So I think it's an important lesson for them to see you juggling and balancing and continuing to fit your work in while you're fitting in, um, trying to spend some time with them like you do during the school year. And I think hiring a girl, I did that. I hired the teenage girl down the street. It was not a set schedule either. She came, she played, she took him to the park. They did whatever, got him out of the house. And if that's all you can do, that's great, you know, because that's doing the best you can. And I think your kids learn a valuable lesson seeing that. I hope so. And I also, you know, I said to my oldest son, he's going to be a freshman in high school. And I mean, listen, you guys know more than anything. Time flies by as much as you want it to just stand still. And maybe because he is my oldest and it really is shocking to me that in four years, he's going to be on his own, whether he decides to go off to college or whatever it is that he decides to do. And I feel like when I look at the time, it does, that's when it kind of does get me in the heart, but, but exactly what you just said, I have to work. And, you know, the one thing that my husband has is an entrepreneur as well. So they have two parents that are entrepreneurs and they know that it's not easy and they know that there are days that it, it, it can be really scary and it can be days that it's really great. So 
So I definitely know that they see that mix of it. And I actually, my oldest son said to me that this summer he wants to work. He wants to make money. I've never had the desire to live in the biggest house and drive the fanciest car. Those have never been my, my dreams. My dreams have always just been to provide for my family and not worry about money. When I saw my son say, I want to work this summer, my fear was that he was like, oh my God, like I want to contribute. Like I see my parents working so hard and I loved that, but I wanted him to be 14 still. I wanted him to enjoy this summer because 15, he's, he's going to get a job because I am, I am a firm believer in, you know, letting them know that, you, you know, he's going to be a maintenance kid at the pool club. Because mm. I've just said, this is what I did. You work your way up. You go from maintenance to snack bar to lifeguard. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, it gave me, I, and this is where I worked as a kid, it gave me a sense of hard work. And, you know, listen, if, you, if you're going to make money, like sometimes you get the, the yucky jobs of cleaning like bathrooms at a pool club. Not fun. But that gave me the drive and the determination to to want to, okay, listen, and I'm, this is what I'm going to do someday. I'm going to keep working hard enough to do this maybe every summer. So when he said that, it made me, oh my God. But then when I sat down and talked to him, he's like, mom, I just want to, I just want to know what it's like. So I, I just want to work hard. Like I want to make my own money. I want to do this. I want to buy that. I want to be, I want to do that on my own. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like that's so important because I had all of those really crappy jobs and mm -hmm. it builds character, it builds empathy. I just, I think every young person should have to do those really like, just those jobs. You don't want to do it as, as an adult if you can help it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, jobs are good. I, I feel like it is, you know, in the summer is a good exposure to doing that. Are you upping the chores your kids have to do this summer since they're home? I'm trying to. It's funny. I was at the beach the other night and this mom was saying that her son does all of his own laundry, makes his own lunch every day, um, all of these things. And my jaw was to the ground. And I had my sons come over and I'm like, these kids do their own laundry. And I think my sons were, I mean, I have to put it on their beds in specific piles and ask them 15 times to put it away. You should listen to last week's episode yeah. where we had Deborah Gilboa on talking about how she has her four boys doing like all the laundry and so many chores and how it works and how she's implemented it. Oh, it's it. incredible. It's kind of amazing. One of them makes lunches for all the others. Oh my God. <laughs> they rotate depending on their age. Like one makes all the lunches, one does all the laundry. One that like it's it was awesome. <laughs> oh my god! Well, the conversation this morning was: if nobody wants mom to go crazy, then you need to pack your own swim bag and pack your own lunch and get your own towel out of the dryer the night before. Yeah, and there was silence in the car as if it was a sick joke. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right, and like, and you know, the hardest part of that is you have to let them. If they don't do it, you have to let them not have it the next day, like. Right. Then you right. have to be like, you have, to, that's the hardest part as a mom is then if they don't follow through being like, I guess you don't swim today. It's heartbreaking. Like, it's I guess so you hard. don't have a towel. Sucks for you. No, like you're right. You're right. You're right. You're, you know what? You are hundred percent correct. And that's, and that's what I was hoping when I was kind of trying to lay into them today. Cause we're always late. And I'm like, we're always late because I'm like the five kids can only go so far. Right. Like every, the, the coach, <laughs> the coach is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say this every day, wake up 30 minutes earlier. Like that's his attitude. Like we don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. 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 You have five kids. He's like, you know, this, cause there's someone here with like seven kids. They're here on time. Like I can't right. use that card. So I said to them, I'm like, you're really going to have to get better at this. You're going to, I mean, right. it's responsibility too in the summer, you know? Right. 
And it is interesting because, I mean, what the conversation we had last week about chores, like summer is actually the perfect time to instill all that because the stakes are lower, right? Yes. Like it's not homework. It's not grades. It is you don't have a towel for the day. You learned you won't do it again. But like, so what? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's a really good time. I had the discussion. It's funny. My daughter, um, one of my daughters is a, is going to be a day camp counselor this summer at the camp she went to when she was little. And they have, they give them lunch every day and they just put up what the menu was. And she was like, ew, like I'm not eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm 17 years old. And I was like, well, you better like figure out when you're making your lunch every day, then like the days that you're going to make your lunch and like what you need to make that lunch and like make a shopping list. And she was like, what? I was yeah. like, I'm not going to ask you every day. If you don't like the lunch, shall I make you one? I'm like, are right. you kidding me? <laughs> right. No. And there's a snack bar where we go in the summer. And yesterday I tallied it up and um, it was $38 they spent. Oh my God. All day. And I said to the boys, I'm like, $40 times five. I said, cause let's face it. We're going to be here most likely five days a week. I said, that's not going to fly. So I had, you know, we had grocery shopping last night. Everybody got to pick one special thing. So it, it, it is, it's, it's a lot of responsibility, but now that they are older this summer, I really feel, especially the boys, this is something that's really important. Like it's all hands on deck. It is not, you know, it, we need help. We need help. And they're old right. enough to help. Right. That's the bottom line is like your kids are capable of so much and like you said, like your oldest is four years away from college. We sort of started this conversation last week saying you don't want your kid to be the one who goes to college and doesn't know how to do their laundry. So they go buy new <laughs> underwear, right? Like yes. you don't want that kid. Right. <laughs> we all, we all met, we've all remembered that kid. You know? Yes. Come on. <laughs> no, absolutely. Listen, they started babysitting Victoria a lot this year. Like even right now, right. I have two of them babysitting her. And I said, listen, I have to, you know, I'm going to, I have to be alone. I have to be in a quiet space. Like I need, I need you guys to watch her. So I'm just getting comfortable with these kind of things, but it is, it's freedom for me. It, it, I feel like I'm not as handcuffed now that I do have extra help. Well, it's interesting because I think two of the things you talked about, like hiring a local teenager, like I don't think it has to be this major babysitter nanny commitment that people think like there are, so, right. first of all, we know there are so many teenagers trying to get jobs too and finding mm -hmm. it hard. So like, that's always a great thing. And I think those community pool clubs, like, you know, I think people think things have to be really expensive or fancy or whatever, but there are so many communities with fabulous pool clubs that don't cost a fortune, right? you know, and, and like you said, you have your kids to pack their lunch. It's a great place. Those are really good alternatives. And there's always sometimes like, there's like stuff at the Y or stuff yes. at the library, um, I think people forget they can just look in their communities for low cost and free things and sometimes even just join together with other parents who are in the same boat and like carpool like so you don't all have to be on deck all the time. Absolutely. And you know, and I just had a friend tell me she doesn't want to pay for a soccer camp for her daughter. And she goes, it's just really expensive. And she actually has three, three daughters. And she's like, you know, it's just too much. She hired a local high school girl to come to the house at their house and do just like, like, just like, you know, drills and just teaching her, her daughter and middle school more technique for soccer. It's a fraction of the cost to your point, this great girl at the high school who is a big athlete who really can't do a full-time job is making money. So you are a hundred percent correct. There's ways to get around it. Yeah. It's so, you know, I think we've all, I think a lot of people, they feel lulled into sort of like if you didn't sign, because there's a mania, right? Like if you don't sign up for this now, you're not going to get it. Da, 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 and right. it keeps you from even stepping back and being like, do I need that? Like, do I need to spend that money? Right. Um, or is there a different way to do it? 
Absolutely. And, you know, our pool club that we belong to, I've, I, we've been members for years. And I mean, you can easily look this up online. So it's not even like I'm sharing anything crazy, but it's, it's literally about $1,100 for the entire summer. And my dad always says to me, he's like, if you break that down for like a little over $300, your kids get free swimming lessons, free tennis lessons all day. There's stuff to do. It's open from eight to eight. And that amount of money and no technology for them, which I really like. I mean, and I'm very pro technology. I mean, technology for all of us has been very good to us, the digital world. But I do feel like there's a time and a place. And yeah. on the pool deck, I don't want to see you with your head in your phone. So I do love it. I do love that the, the piece of technology, though I love it and I'm a big proponent of it. There's that you need to take a break. You know, our kids need a break from it. And um, this to me is is heaven for them. No, 100%. It's actually funny. My, one of my daughters, my daughters, their sleepaway camp that they went to for years um, had no electricity. So there was definitely no technology. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I know. So my daughter was really happy to be a day camp counselor this year because she's like, oh, I can't be on my phone the whole day. Like, I have to be with these little, she's with the little kids. She's with six yeah. and seven year olds. And like, she's like, they told us already, like phones away the whole day. And I was, she's so happy to have a reason to like, not be available yes. <laughs> to anyone. Yes. And I feel like that's why, you know, at the beginning, I said I dread the summer because for me, the summers were all about fun and friends and running around and just being a true kid. And I feel like, you know, and I said this yesterday, I had recorded a podcast. I remember having William in New York City. And I actually remember being, I was, I mean, you know, my boys, my oldest two are 12 months apart. And I remember like pushing him on the sidewalk and tears literally coming down my cheeks and thinking to myself, wow, he's never going to know what it's like, how I grew up. Like, I actually remember thinking that because I feel like a lot of us, you know, you know what you know. You only know what mm -hmm. you know. I never was raised in New York City. I didn't know what it was like. And I remember thinking, like, I, I wonder if, I'll, if he'll ever have that. And, you know, now fast forward almost, gosh, 15 years. And, you know, I didn't know we were going to move back to Rhode Island at that point. I didn't know we were going to be in the same area that I grew up in at that point. I didn't know any of that. The universe works in obviously funny ways. But now here we are. And I feel like that's why I, I, did, I do dread the summers because I think I still crave those summers myself. Right. And just as an adult, I know that I, I don't have the luxury of having a summer, a summer of fun, a summer of freedom. But I want to, like, I want to have that piece of it. And it's for me, it's that balance of I, being able to have fun with my kids and be present because I want to, but also fulfilling all the professional things that I know that I have to fill. I have to fulfill, too, because that's my job. Well, you know, what's so funny. Your memory, your memory is as a kid. So to you, which is the memories your kids are going to have, that it was like free and fun and unstructured. I'm sure for your mom and dad, like it was exactly the same. They were like, how yes. are we going to fill this summer? What the <laughs> right? hell are we going to do? What the hell right. are we going to do? Yes. And I know so, my mom probably was that way. That's a good point. I have to yeah. ask my mother. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I have to pack freaking lunches again? I thought that was done. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, which is good. It means your kids will have those memories and won't hopefully just remember that. Like as much as we feel like we're crazy, we don't. You know, we're not present. We're this and that. They kids are on such a different wavelength. They obviously they want to be with you and spend time with you, but they also crave their independence and like yes that stuff. So they do just remember a lot of the good, like a lot of the times you're together, not really rue the times that they think you weren't there. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. That's actually like, you know, and I, and I really do. I hope that because even today I was like, I can't even wear, 
I cannot wear anything above my ankles because I have the hairiest legs. And that's <laughs> one part of the summer. I'm, I am 50% Portuguese. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I am my father's daughter. I am the hairiest person on the planet. I could shave every day. And literally, that's like my sons this morning. They were like, why are you in jeans? I'm like, because I can't shave. We're late. Like, it was, it, you know, that was the more that was literally this morning was uh, a walking disaster. So <laughs> it could only go up. I'm half Sicilian. So I said, oh, enough said, you oh, know, my yep. my son the other day said to me, he's like, you know, mom, there's a, uh, you know, I feel bad when I'm one of his best friends who's a girl um, was telling him that her arms are hairy. And my son was like, you know, I, I thought, wow, that must be tough for a girl. And I said, William, you know that I like laser shave right. wax my <laughs> arms. He was like, what? He like couldn't believe it. I'm like, if I didn't do all that to my arms, I would look like pop up. Like my father, <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't fathom that. I was like, oh my God, these young men here, I think I'm doing a, a lot of good. And I'm like, well, there are basic things he does not understand. So there you go. Right. That's the final thing for the summer <laughs> is make sure your kids know how hard it is to <laughs> maintain <laughs> society's to beauty shame, standards. Maintain, right. Oh my we God. We can't just throw on a bathing suit and go. Yes. Don't let men uh, think it's so easy. Right. No, <laughs> I wish we wish it was that easy. Well, that's awesome, Audrey. Thank you so much for joining us today. I think there's a lot of good ideas and tips and commiseration that everyone can, <laughs> will appreciate. We're so happy you were able to join us. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I love what you guys do. And I just, uh, this is great. Thank you so much for having me and letting me be real and honest. Yes. Oh, my God. Always. That's what, <laughs> that's what we count on. So thank you, guys. Thank you. And we will be right back with our Bites of the Week. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, what do you have? All right. So mine is kind of inspired by all of the puppy talk that we've been having lately um, because of uh, Rebecca's new puppy. Um, I came across this really sweet article about how there are all these different groups that facilitate adopting dogs that have gone through government training and failed because they were too nice. Like, Aww. like they're trying to train them to be like different kind of like drug sniffing dogs and guard dogs or like the TSA has a program where you can you can um, adopt the dogs that that didn't make it to graduation. Um, they're like totally sweet dogs, but they fail for things like just, you know, being too nice, being too nervous, being too friendly. Um, so I just thought that this this was great. Like if you're looking for a puppy and you want to make sure it's nice. These dogs are like certifiably too nice. That's my, um, my brother-in-law adopted a dog that failed, like didn't make it all the way to graduation for, I think, a service program. Like they're actually trained by prisoners in, in some of the jails have this dog training program. Um, so the prisoners train them. It's part of the service dog thing. And so he failed, but he's like the most well-trained dog you can ever. Because right. for a regular person, I mean, he's like, uh, you've never met a dog like this. He's unbelievable. So, hi, yes, I second that. That's so cute. <laughs> so I'll link to the article, which has a list of all the different groups that, that you can do this through. That's so cute. All right, Andrea. Okay. So you guys know I love to garden and I love flowers. And last weekend, I went to the botanical gardens here in New York in the Bronx. There's two of them. One's in Brooklyn near Amy. Um, and this one's up in the Bronx. And 
they have this really cool um, exhibition. It's called Brazilian Modern, the living art of Roberto Burl Marx, it was. And, and they've just made a whole section of Brazilian plants and flowers, and they take over the conservatory where the orchid show usually is. But they had something not native to Brazil. I think it's native to Indonesia. It's called a corpse flower. It is the weirdest looking thing. And the idea of this flower is that it takes years, years for it to actually develop a flower. The outside layers peel away to, to expose the flowers. And when it does flower, it happens very quickly and it smells terrible, which is why they call it a corpse flower. <laughs> Apparently they say it's called a corpse flower because when it blooms, it emits a powerful stench similar to that of rotting meat. Oh my god. Ew. So it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to bloom this week. And I'm kind of glad that it wasn't in bloom when I was there because I got to see it and take pictures of it and not actually smell it. But on the um, NYBG website, which we'll link to, they do have a live stream of the corpse flower. And it's it's called the amorphophallus. And when you see a picture of it, you will understand why it's called <laughs> that. Um, and it's kind of cool. So you can check out the live stream and see this amazing thing. They call it a, um, a malodorous, ma- ma- malodorous marvel, which I thought was very cute. Now, does the live stream, does it do it from such an angle that you can see the faces of the people smelling it? Well, no, but it was funny because I looked at it before just to check and make sure it really was live. And there was like this, this big guy in there getting close, trying to take pictures. <laughs> so, but um, no, it's mostly people taking pictures, but you'll be able to, it's high enough up. So you'll be able to actually see when these outer layers peel away. You can see the amorpho phallus. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That sounds awesome. See it from a nice safe distance. Yeah, yeah camera is perfect. <laughs> Smell a yes. vision. Um, that's awesome. All right. Well, my bite, um, I guess, is heavier than both your bites. So I, I'm, I don't know if, unless you've been living under a rock, if you haven't seen what's going on with the migrant children, um, at the border, it is, I, it's almost hard to believe, which is why I think maybe some people, I'd like to think that's why some people haven't rallied or done anything or shit because they just can't get their head around it. Um, which I'd rather think that about people than that they don't care. Although I know there's a bunch of people who don't care or worse or think like too bad. Um, but I always think back to the Holocaust that there was such a I don't know, an aura of disbelief when people heard these stories, that that's part of why um, it was allowed to continue. So there's a really good article in Elle uh, magazine called Five Ways to Help Migrant Children and Families Right Now. And it's five very clear things you can do um, in terms and the organizations you can donate to, supporting the lawyers fighting for them, um, how to, you know, there's like links to pages that sort of amalgamate everything that you can do in one easy place, how to call and email your elected officials and a script that is exactly what you can say when you call. Um, And also calling a hotline um, where they can get information about separated families. So it's a really 
to me, like I've seen a lot of guides on what to do and things to do. This is like a very clear, concise thing. It's something your teen children can do, your tween children can do. There's no reason why they can't also call in states where you can register to vote at 16 and 17. 100% your kids could be calling their elected officials too. Um, it is like, I don't know, it's horrifying to a degree that I, I can't believe is going on. I just can't. Like I just, it's unfathomable to me. So you know, there was, um, I saw a picture the other day, I think it was on Twitter, I'll find it and I'll post a link to it. And the accompanying text was something like, when, when we saw pictures of the wedding rings that were taken from people when they entered the concentration camps in Germany and Poland, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's just like this, when you see the visual of all of those yeah, wedding rings, piles it really, of shoes. yeah, it just, it hits something deep inside of you. It humanizes it in a way that numbers can't. And along with this, they posted pictures of all of the rosaries taken from people oh. in the at the camps on the southern border. Hmm. Yeah. I just, for me, seeing a picture of a two-year-old asleep, you know, sleeping on the floor is just unconscionable. Yeah, you know, it's, it's bad enough that they're ripped from their parents, their mother, and they've had this arduous journey. It's just, they're all alone. And... If I can't appeal to people's humanity, and that's like a whole other different conversation of why I can't appeal to people's humanity, can I at least appeal to their sense of fiscal responsibility? Because right. it's costing so much more to house these kids apart from their parents in these camps. It's costing $775 a day per kid when it would cost something around $250 a day if they were kept with their parents. So there's literally no reason to do it. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that at least seven kids have died is just... <laughs> well, I and mean, never mind the fact that they can't even sometimes figure out what kid goes with what parent, right? Right. But the way they're being held, like, to to continue to perpetrate this, you know, horrendous action against these people, like, you're separating them, and then <laughs> you're putting their children in the most horrid conditions with people who are completely not trained to work with children, by the way. Like these are officers, it's, it, everything about this is so appalling and I don't know, you just don't have to not do anything. You can do something. It doesn't mean you have to fly down there, like, but you can, right. you can do something from the comfort of your home so easily. And I think it's important for your kids to know they can do something to help these other kids or that they see you doing something to help other kids. Like just do it. Um, it literally, it's 10 minutes of your time. Like, and and if you want it to be more, then do more. But like, I don't know, It's this article is a good place to start. Um, I think for people, sometimes you can see this and be overwhelmed and just feel like what it's this is just another horrible thing. Yeah, no, that's so great. Because I myself, I feel paralyzed about it. So if there are like small actionable things that I can do to get myself started, I can break myself out of that paralysis. I think that's great. And for people, it's a starting point, right? If you can do one one of those five things, it's a good thing. Yeah. Right. And then like if you want to have like a postcard party at your house where everyone writes your elected officials, like do it's the summer. We were just talking about having things for your kids to do. Um, you know, if they're old enough to do that, do that. Have your kid do that. Like whatever. Just do something. Um, so it's just horrific. And it could be anyone's child. And I think that's the the biggest point is that people feel like it's a them situation and I think if history has shown anything there's no such thing like it could be anyone's child at any time so all right on that happy note <laughs> um thanks ladies for the show today 
Thank you. And you can find links to everything we talked about on parentingbites.com and on facebook.com slash parentingbites. Please continue to listen wherever you listen to your podcast. Rate, review, share. We'd love to hear from you. Please, you know, message us or post on our Facebook page. We're happy to answer questions or get show ideas, things you might want to know. And other than that, until next week, happy parenting. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is our Parenting Bites disclaimer. Everything we talk about on the show is our own opinion. Any products we recommend, it's our own personal recommendation for entertainment purposes only. If you buy something through our affiliate links or you just happen to buy or see or read or watch something that we've recommended, it's at your own risk.